Welcome to The Unnoticed Entrepreneur. This show will tell you how to get the recognition you and your business deserve. Our guests share their practical insights and tools which you can use straight away. Your host is international entrepreneur, podcast host and author Jim James. I'm going to say good and tag to Dr. Jonathan Moll, who's joining us from Hamburg in Germany. Jonathan, thanks for joining us today on the Unnoticed Show. Happy to be here. Now, Jonathan, you are the founder and CEO of a company called Neuroflash, and this is helping business owners, entrepreneurs, copywriters to create great copy. So can you tell us how Neuroflash is helping maybe the tongue-tied, the pen-tied, the keyboard-restricted entrepreneur from creating content that they can use? Absolutely. So Neuroflash is an AI-driven software that automatically generates and optimizes short-form marketing texts. Uh, the software helps marketeers, as you said, to find messages which resonate with consumers' hearts and minds. So the big difference between this, because there, there are many like, like this kind of try, trying to come onto the market, but the uh, USP of Neuroflash is that we use proprietary semantic approximation and emotion mapping algorithms that predict consumer associations and feelings in 17 languages with up to 99% accuracy. And that means that when you have a persona that you address or you have a brand that you are yourself, we can ensure that is really conveyed, that people understand when you write something, uh, what you want them to understand. So you will not only with our text get higher conversion rates, we also ensure that your content makes people connect your brand with their life. Jonathan, do you want to just break that down for us? We're creating content. Tell us, how are you going about that? Is it, Do I need a degree? Obviously, you've got a, a psychology background and you're a doctor in psychology, so you're the right guy. But how does a person like me go about creating this content using Neuroflash? It's uh, three steps. Uh, first, you give a, a very small brief, like a, maybe a paragraph of an email that already describes the content for that email. Maybe it's just already an existing slogan that you have, the one that you currently use. Just some words that help the machine understand who you are and what type of business you are. So just a small text, usually one or two sentences. That's the first step. Based on that, the AI is creating text for different content types. So say you want a slogan, it'll produce uh, 20 slogans. If you want an email subject line for your email body that you're given as a brief, it'll then create 10, 20 of those email subject lines. And then the third step, and that's really the crucial one, that differentiates just some text from the text that gets clicked and that helps people understand what your brand is all about. We then the creations according to their ability to trigger certain automatic thoughts and automatic emotions, right? In marketing, if something is, for example, highly emotional and it's very clear what the topic is all about and it may even be in line with your brand values, then the message is effective because people feel, so they want to click and they also understand who you are with those few words so that they yeah, feel everything is congruent, is in line. There's no sand on the slide. So they go right into uh, your longer form content uh, thanks to the short marketing content that we have optimized. Uh, so these posts for maybe Twitter or LinkedIn or my headline, how do they compare with using something like your headline analyzer? There are some of these that are using power words, emotive words. Is Neuroflash sort of augmenting these existing platforms or are you going beyond those platforms? 
Definitely beyond, because we are very flexible when it comes to what type of associations you want to convey. So if your topic is very specialized, say, you know, and I think everybody thinks that or understands that their own industry, their own brand, their own product is special, has some special features, etc., that need to be conveyed in order to get people to click. And you can just simply enter them, fill them in. So if your headline not only should be clicked, but it should also convey that you are a very authentic brand. You can say, I'm an authentic brand, click this headline, it's a great product, but nobody will. However, our engine can see that words like uh, true, traditional, original, those type of words are themselves very strongly associated with authenticity. So when people read those words, they themselves get the idea that this comes from an authentic source, an authentic brand. So that brand message is conveyed and then if we also ensure things like emotionality, uh, then it will also get clicked because it's exciting. It is in line with who you are as a brand, so they click. But they also get what you are all about. Uh, is Neuroflash somehow understanding the audiences that I'm talking to? And if so, how is it doing that? Because I might have one avatar that might be one segment of a community, and I might, for example, be doing a B2B article. I was talking to one young PR guy and he's talking about the difference between the technical writing that he does for a client and the slightly more mainstream writing he does for a client. Same client, two different audiences. So how's Neuroflash helping to cover off the audience understanding side? Yeah. So it's two things that we're able to predict. One is automatic thoughts and the other is emotions. Emotions may be a bit easier to explain because we have done over 60,000 surveys in different countries, so 17 languages, uh, over 20 countries, where we just ask people this word, how do you feel? Th that word, how do you feel? And then we are able to predict for any other word that we didn't ask, because obviously we cannot ask 500,000 words, what is the predicted emotionality? And our algorithm is very accurate. Between 93 and 99% are we within one standard deviation of the average human ratings? And that's a lot of complicated words to say. It's very accurate, uh, surprisingly accurate. So that's emotions. But with the associations, uh, we actually reverse engineer how opinions are created. All right. Let's go a little bit back. <laughs> Let's talk a bit about psychology. Like how do politicians and brands convince us that they are great, Right. They do it by doing PR, by being seen in certain situations, by having articles and then headlines written about them that connect them, their words, their name or a brand name or a product name to something positive, right? This tape is super strong, ultra strong. So now you have this tape and this brand name associated with strong and ultra. And you repeat that over and over. That's what marketing does. And then in the end, you're like, it's front of the shelf. And you're like, I need a really strong one. Ah, this one I think is really strong. Why do you think that? Why do you think that automatically? Because you had heard that message over and in your brain, those two things got connected. Yeah, this thing yes, is really by strong. association. Yeah, by association. Right. And yep. politicians obviously do the same thing. And right now, I hope this, this age as well, but we are in the corona epidemic and a lot of information is being spread about it. Here in Germany, for example, there were a lot of headlines regarding AstraZeneca and its side effects. And there were, well, way fewer about BioNTech, which coincidentally is a German brand to, to some extent. So people were more reluctant to take the AstraZeneca vaccine than the BioNTech because there were way more headlines 
putting the side effects in association with AstraZeneca and not with BioNTech, right? So this is how then opinions are being created. And this is just one example with brands, politicians, products, it's, it's all the same. So if you know that, if you know that what people read and consume and hear is having influence because it creates these associations, what we have done is we look at all these texts that people could potentially read and extract from them the likelihood that a single word is indeed associated with another one. And that means that if you want to express authenticity or trustworthiness without saying the actual word, we can tell you which words are the closest to authenticity, which then implicitly, so subconsciously, get give people that idea of you being authentic or trustworthy. Wow. Okay. So really by word by association, almost like a giant thesaurus for people. Indeed. A thesaurus, that's a good likening indeed. Uh, a thesaurus has in mind your goal, right? So if you then tell the neural flash uh, in the engine, uh, authenticity, trustworthiness, or maybe you, uh, you want a more trendy fashion audience or whatever, you, you just set those things that you want to convey. You want to, to have people have that idea. It'll then check for any generated text how easy it would be for people to get that idea from that text. It's almost like inception, right? It's, hey, trust me. That never works because when people, when you just confront people with, hey, why should I trust this guy? They're, all the, the conscious thinking goes on and they're like, should I trust this guy? Because it's too straight. However, when you say lots of experience, always gives great presents uh, to his mother for birthdays, now you would trust that guy a bit more. And the word mother, for example, is highly associated with trust, of course, because many people trust their mother. It's, it's, it's a, quite a bond that many people have. So you, by just using that picture, that word in that context, you can help people to understand that you are trustworthy. So this sounds like the mother of all AI creation software then. So Jonathan, what about if I see companies that I like and I'd like to be like them in some way? Obviously, there are some industry leaders in all categories, whether it's Hertz in automotive or Apple, obviously, or even like Pfizer, for example, can I identify what these market leading companies are doing and therefore ask the engine NeuroFlash to help position me in similar ways? Is that Mm -hmm. possible? Yes, it is. And it's quite straightforward. You just define as a goal and you put in a brand name like Adidas or Nike, if you want to be more rebellious. And just by having the brand name, the engine understands, oh, let's look at words that are close to that brand name. Because of course, Adidas or Nike speak in a certain way. They use certain words. And hence, if you then use similar words, it will automatically sort the creation so that you use the ones that are closest uh, to your basically ideal uh, brand that you try to emulate. These different words and texts, are they becoming iterative because when you create a campaign, it needs to be consistent over time and over channels. Can you just tell us how do you ensure continuity, Jonathan, within Neuroflash for the content creator? So recent example, yesterday we had a client who wanted to have a slogan. He wanted a Facebook headline and a Google ad. And just with the same brief, he just selected first the slogan, then Facebook, then Google, and he was able to create all of them and in a sidebar see how strong each of them was on their ideal brand values and on the uh, emotions uh, that the client tried to try to trigger. And only when all of them were at a certain level, like comparable level, would he then say, great, this is my package. 
uh, this will now go out and ensuring that all channels have the same. Now, that's a very interesting point then. So you're creating different content on the same theme for different channels. Is that correct? Because traditionally, for issues of just ease, people create the same post and they you know, put it out on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, because it needs a different, slightly awkward size picture. We normally have to do something different. But you're saying you make channel-specific content. Is that correct with NeuroFlash? Yes, absolutely. Uh, so channel-specific in terms of length and also like use of emoticons, which are more prevalent on certain channels, for example. That is all included. We then ensure that the tonality is similar across all, so that indeed you are conveyed in the way that you want to be seen. Uh, and critically, by the way, it's always up to date. So if you say, I want to be like Adidas, who two years ago had certain campaigns, and they were quite different from what they are today. Or if you want to be authentic and, and uh, trustworthy right now, the engine is uh, updated every month to reflect the current zeitgeist. So if the meaning of or the, the positioning of a brand changes, or the meaning of a word like authenticity changes, maybe even is, is not as positive anymore, it'll automatically and immediately be, be shown. So that if you want to stay truthful or uh, authentic or whatever, we can ensure that this happens every month with the zeitgeist in that culture so that, that it's always accurate, even though the society changes. How do you take advantage of events like the Olympics? Because you mentioned you're updating every month, but the Olympics are now. Is NeuroFlash going to be out of date or am I going to stay up to like with this American athlete Biles pulling out, for example, of the of the gymnastics. And maybe that's topical if I'm a brand owner. So the topicality you can uh, indeed probably get from a newspaper that was just printed this morning. We require a lot more data to build our models. So we take the last 12 months of uh, text data from mass media, social media, et cetera, to create these semantic approximations and understand what does... Uh, 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 she, for example, what, what is she associated with? But you shouldn't you shouldn't forget that obviously what she is associated with, uh, that athlete, even though today it may have changed, there was a lot of one month ago when she was still in the trials and it was written about her in the context of the Olympics, all the, the, the strong associations were already there. We have uh, Olympic Association, very hardworking. I think she's also one of the best. And all those things uh, will have existed also before. So it is, I think that the grand things are always up to date, but if indeed you want to know exactly what happened today, then look at a newspaper. If you change your marketing positioning every day, I would uh, question your strategic uh, foresight a little bit, because I think the best communication is one that changes very slowly, but has a very strong core. And even though that core may change slowly over time, and it does every month a little bit, just try to, to be consistent that's already uh, hard enough, I think. Okay, John, that's a great point about the need to be consistent and not feel like transitory with whatever the, lo the latest fad is. In terms of as an entrepreneur, what have you found useful and working for NeuroFlash in terms of getting your innovative platform into the marketplace? So one thing I think, especially for us, is humility. Me, myself, and many uh, people in the team have a scientific background. And one thing is to be uh, humble when you make mistakes. You tell people that you made the mistake, and then you, you correct the mistake. Uh, I think that is something that we have heard from clients is surprising for them. They were always working with people who were always right. Everything was always perfect. 
but maybe sometimes it wasn't. And then they just switched agency or they switched uh, supplier. I think we always try to be very open about that. And if we made a mistake, we were the first to say, I think we made a mistake. Here's the correction, because I think that is really leading to more trust. Uh, and it's that trust then that carries you uh, forward because it's, I think, especially situations in which uh, a relationship is put to the test that then also prove how strong and how reliable that relationship is. Interesting, because with the conversation with Frank Buckler that we had on the earlier episode of The Unnoticed, he was also talking a great deal about the importance of trust and building that. And is that something then... Jonathan, that you put into the NeuroFlash with your own content strategy, trust? How do you use your own platform to build your brand? Yeah, of course we do. We have a set of values that we, that we carry forward. Indeed, they are a lot about the reliability, trustworthiness, authenticity, but also a healthy dose of just a bit playfulness because we are in the end dealing, obviously, with money and content, but the best content is one that makes you smile. Right. Or it makes you feel something. So I think that playfulness, that creativity should always be part of it. So, yes, we definitely use those values when we uh, write newsletters, when we have headlines on our website. Uh, we always try to incorporate our values as uh, much as possible. You mentioned a couple of things. You've mentioned a newsletter and a website. Which channels are you finding most useful for bringing your funnel uh, a supply of leads then for NeuroFlash? It's a dual path for us. Because we have worked with very big brands uh, in the past and still to this day. Uh, many of them are now on the platform, of course. And if we talk about brands like Adidas or Nivea uh, or Volkswagen, uh, it's indeed a lot about trust. And the, the referrals that happen uh, thanks to, to those relationships, that is how you grow, in, in the, I think, best in the enterprise sector. Because that's how you get to meet an, another CMO because some other CMO said, hey, you should really check out these guys. And then they just call you directly and you talk with them. Other ways to get to them are usually more costly, more timely, and not always reliable. So that's one on that path of the more bigger enterprise clients. For the inbound, it's a normal mix. It's SEO, it's conferences and PR anything that gets the word out. Yes, that's why you're on the show. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. You've mentioned, though, you've got, I think, 17 languages that NeuroFlash can work with. So a company that's operating overseas could presumably use NeuroFlash for one campaign in multiple jurisdictions. But to be very clear here, so we can rate content in 17 languages. We can right now produce content in two by default, which is uh, German and English. We have a good fo foothold here in Germany. So obviously we do everything native there. English is very straightforward as well. And we're now going to add more languages in the next uh, two months. So we can rate already. If you have your own texts, you can put them in and they will be rated. But the generation yeah, is a little bit lagging. But over the next two months, those gaps should be filled. It sounds like it is already filling an amazing need for many people that are struggling with writing content. And I love the way that you can make it channel specific. I can really see amazing uplift in, in content engagement as a result of not just sending the same content across different channels, but actually having content specific for each channel. Seeing is believing. So indeed, uh, if you want to try it out, uh, we have a seven-day uh, free trial, uh, neuroflash.com, best way to get there. And uh, you can just start writing uh, within minutes. Another way to get in touch, maybe through LinkedIn, always happy to get requests. And if you're not a 
Yeah, I would say a software salesperson because I get many of those the requests that are just pure uh, ads. But if you are genuine and you want uh, a real conversation, then yeah, just hit me up uh, with text or without, and I'm, I'm happy to connect on LinkedIn there. Jonathan Mole, you've answered my question, which was going to be how can people get hold of you? So, Dr. Jonathan Mole, thank you for joining us. I say, Dankeschön for joining us from Hamburg today. Dankeschön. Thank you very much. Okay, we'll be talking to Dr. Jonathan Mall of NeuroFlash, and I can really recommend that you go and try that, and I'll put, obviously, the link in the show notes. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Unnoticed Entrepreneur and wishing you all the best and that you get noticed for all the great work that you can do. We'd love to hear your takeaway from the show. Visit theunnoticed.cc where you can leave us a voice message and also ask any questions you have on getting noticed. If you like the show, then please follow or subscribe and share it with a fellow entrepreneur or on your social channels and at Jim A. James. What would really help is a rating. At theunnoticed.cc, we've got a dedicated page to make that really easy to do. Take a screenshot and share it on Twitter at Jim A. James and we'll repost it to get you noticed too. At theunnoticed.cc, you can also see our books, merchandise, useful tech apps, and sign up for our newsletter. Until we mic again, keep on communicating.